1: Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO, and now on 106.3 FM.
0: All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, with you for the next couple of hours, talking a lot of, well, uh, basketball here this morning, football as well, as we'll take a look back and what will go down is maybe the worst bad beat of the entire season in football. No. Well, you had the Eagles, so you're feeling pretty good. I don't know how you slept at night, Yeah, You had to feel a little guilty <laughs> after that debacle. I've been
2: on the other side of those a time or two, too. Uh, but that one, Trent, that's an all-timer to, to, to score. Well, look.
0: Philadelphia, they're just an awful football team to begin with. What a fall from where they were and not too long ago to where they are now and what has happened to Carson Wentz and the offensive line and the lack of skilled players, both catching the football and running the football. Anyways, we'll get into that and the bad beat that was uh, coming up here on the program. I'm do some NFL in the first segment as well as down the stretch we come. Uh, in the uh, NFL season. But coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today, John Bowenkamp is going to lead things off. Now, John's wearing a lot of hats Um writing for the AP, stringing for the AP, which is good to see. He's also got his own website. He's got a couple of them, one of them for minor league baseball. I'm thinking that's probably going to be shuttered at some point. But his basketball site, he covers the four in-state schools at... IowaCollegeHoops.com. Pretty simple. IowaCollegeHoops.com. So, John Bowen Camp will go around. Never had an opportunity yesterday with all the football, all mm-hmm. the news uh, being made yesterday on Iowa State and Iowa's part as they both had victories over the weekend. Uh, we will talk college hoops uh, with John Bowen Camp. He'll have to help me out. Well, I saw Drake. I uh, uh-huh. saw you and I against Western Kentucky, and at the time I'm thinking, that's okay. Western Kentucky looks like a pretty good They're basketball really good. team. Yeah. But then to follow that up the way that they did, Trent, with uh, the Panthers. Look, is Jacobson's calling card, fair to say, has always been defense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Eey,
2: what's happened? Well, they took a step back last year, and though they still played a slow pace and people, oh, you look at just the raw numbers, and oh, they don't give up a ton of points. But you look at the advanced metrics that show when they take tempo into account, they were not a very good defensive team a year ago, and that has continued. Plus, on top of it, you lose the Missouri Valley Conference Defensive Player of the Year Isaiah Brown. Mm-hmm. You play without Trey Burhau, pretty good perimeter defender, and you see what's yeah. going to happen. And not now, what's Burhau's situation? Looks like he should be good to go in about a week. Okay. that's the uh, If my timeline is correct here, yeah, today's December 1st. So, yeah, should be back, I, I think, middle of next week he'll be ready to go. And I think they play the 8th, I want to say, so should be good for that one. I think they have St. Ambrose. They've got somebody yeah. Friday, I want to say. And I think it was St. Ambrose that they it put is. on the schedule. Bring them in, NAIA school, obviously yep. not going to count as a D1 victory, but... A payday, chance to get another game in, and that's what the Panthers are going to do. That loss, though, the second of the three losses that they to come had. Come back or the, the yeah, blown St. lead. St. Yeah. Mary's up sixteen, mm-hmm. and to blow that against not a very good St. Mary's team. No. That's that's a stinger because easily with the win there, they would have played South Dakota State. I think they would have walked away two and one. And that's who the Clones have next, right? Yes,
0: right, uh, and that's tomorrow night. ESPN night. Plus. You, you have to have the app, and you got the app. I'll finally. I do.
2: Um, I guess I should ask my wife for help. <laughs> <Most> <laughs> well, she's good at that stuff. She can apparently, do Netflix. Yeah, apparently so. Amazon Prime. She's got all that stuff. Trend, I was okay. A couple of things. I hate the fact that I'm old man Ken,
0: right? I can. I'll never forget trying to convince my grandma to buy a. At the time of Betamax. Okay. Yeah. In the early 80s. -hmm. Because, Granny, you can watch all your. You just push this button here, and then you just turn to Channel 3 and dot, dot, dot. And I couldn't, for the life of me, it's so damn easy. Why can't you grasp this? Right. right.
2: And I wasn't being that voice. I mean, I loved her. Mm -hmm. Um, But the frustration was inside of you. Absolutely. Just listen to me, Grandma. This is going to be easy. Precisely. Fast forward 40 years, Uh and here I am in Grandma's spot. Uh, and, it's, have, and I say the same thing to you because you'll go on one of your tirades as we're doing our production uh-huh. meeting in the morning, and yeah, the damn ESPN Plus. It's well, easy I couldn't you watch
0: ain't. Iowa State on Sunday because all of a sudden, and I pay for it, and I have yeah. for since it since it came into being. Well, no, since I was State uh, migrated over mm-hmm. there in the Big Twelve, so I went on to watch it at noon, and you have to have an app. But you just download the app, and there you go. Well, My wife did it for me, so I'm much better. (laughs) And now it's not as bad, because what you told me during the show yesterday was the day after Christmas, Mm -hmm. there are three NFL games. Is it the 26th? I think it's the the 26th. Yes, I know the The, day after
2: Christmas is the 26th. Falls on the 26th this year. (laughs) Right.
0: Boxing Day Um, for the Canadians in the audience. But there are three NFL games that day. There are. And one of them is going to be online only for the first time ever. Amazon Plus and some other online service. Yeah, yeah.
2: Amazon Prime probably. Amazon Prime, right. Yeah, the one that most people would have. And that's the middle game of the three. And that's the Niners-Cardinals? Pretty important game. Yes. How do the 49ers keep winning? I don't know. With all the injuries that they've I, had. I well, know Mostert was back. Now. Yeah, And Mostert, yeah. He was back, and that first touchdown Nick, was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. And Nick Mullins didn't look bad, though, when, when he was Had a bad the... pick early, and Did then he? settled in. And uh, played pretty well after that. And he was coming over the sideline after that pick. I just happened, I might have been on red zone, and, and they showed it, whatever it was. And you just see, he was like, oh, man, that was a dumb mistake. And yeah. I, I wondered myself, Bethard... Quick hook. You know, he's played pretty well when he's come in, too. When he's got his chances, yeah. But clearly, they like Mullins as the number they 2 do. guy. They do, yep. He's the guy there. But that's the mid-afternoon game uh-huh. on the 26th. We also get a Christmas game this year. Vikings. Vikings-Saints, 3.30. Good. Love that. I do, too. Going to be set up a, a perfect, perfect one, as it's going to be a season where we play every day. In the NFL. I saw
0: that last night for the first time ever, every single like a Wednesday. We've had a as, Tuesday. As we'll get tomorrow. Uh-huh. Fingers crossed. And here's the thing, Trent. I was of the opinion that King Football ruled over everything.
2: Oh, you're talking about the start time for the game? Tomorrow. Yes,
0: I am. And Santa Claus beat King Football. <laughs>
2: King football
0: suffered his first loss in King Football's career as Santa Claus picked him off because NBC. Will show the lighting of the Rockefeller at the Rockefeller Center Mm -hmm.
2: of the Christmas tree. So help me out here. I can't with that. (laughs) So what's going to do a better number? Now I I already recorded this. I had it set on the DVR because my daughter was excited about it. We're kind of telling her about it. My wife was excited too. All right. Because it's more
0: to it than just flipping a switch, right? Is there entertainment yeah, there around is. it? Yeah,
2: there's musical acts that are going to be there. Uh-huh. There'll be some famous singers, and, and that'll probably get my daughter excited singing yeah. Christmas songs. Yeah, it's it's a production, and the Rockefeller Center is the skating rink, right? Yes, yeah, with the huge tree in the middle, huge and tree, that's right. that's the one that goes and it gets lit up. It's up. I saw a picture of that yesterday as people mm-hmm. were talking about okay. this very subject. But what kind of number is that going to do? I guess better than football. Well, and even if it doesn't do a better number, I do wonder in terms of ad sales. You, you've already sold your yeah, NFL package. Good point. Right. You've already sold your football package, and regardless of where you were going to put it, it's going to be a big number. But right. you've gone to the Johnson & Johnsons of the world. Those people spent money to be on this programming. And you can't light a tree in the middle of the afternoon. Right, not going right. to have the same effect <laughs> <laughs> at 3 o'clock as it would at 8 o'clock when they're going to do it. So I... I understand it in a way if you're NBC though. Do you put it on NBC Sports Network in the, in primetime? Oh, excellent. Never even thought of that, Trent. Do you go that route even I know that's not what
0: possibly dis-
2: could NBC Sports have that they wouldn't greenlight right. that move to hit that direction. You're not going to get the same number obviously even in the afternoon that you're going to get for uh-huh. this game, but to prop it up to get more people, boy, I got to find a sub, and I got to get mm-hmm. NBC Sports. And how many people get it? Then never cancel like your ESPN Plus, right? As you had all throughout the season, and well, you haven't watched it since what March? Uh, since the maybe was Iowa State played right. yeah. late February, probably the last uh-huh. time that you had them on. I there think it might have been the K State game to end on the uh, at the end of the regular yeah. season last year. Anyways, whatever it was, but it's just something that kind of popped into my mind. I understand it. I get yeah. it. Bigger number on big NBC and bigger ad rates that come along with it, but. Looking to prop up one of your properties, I think that would have made some sense. But at the
0: same time, if you put it over there, does it hurt the Christmas tree lighting?
2: Uh, Yeah, you're going up against one of your own. (sighs)
0: But well, we're going to have football, by the sounds of things, tomorrow. 2.40 in the afternoon. NBC will have the game. You won't miss a single moment of the Christmas tree (laughs) lighting, for those of you so
2: inclined. All right. So I uh, was listening to Dan Patrick this morning, Mm -hmm. and he kicks off the 9 o'clock hour, saying, Today is the beginning of... Of NBA training camp, and I about (laughs) fell out of my car door as I'm driving down two thirty-five. What the start of NBA? I can't believe it. I I understand, and I just my mind was absolutely blown. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know they're playing. Didn't they just get out of the bubble? They did. I know they did. And and they're back getting ready to practice Uh, now. I'm gonna. I'm. They took November off. Trent, come on. I mean. What do you want these guys to it's have? It's an like? incredibly difficult sport as is. The mm-hmm. amount of travel that you have, mm-hmm. the pounding that you have on your body, we, we know these things. This is a dumb decision by the NBA. I the, get it. you got to yeah. get 72 games in. You want right. to get all that money from TV. You're hopeful that you're going to be able to get at least late season some fans in the building. I get all that, but man, physically, and for the Players Association to sign off on this. Well, and, and that's part. Now, who has – TNT doesn't have any Olympic stuff, do they? they do not no. i don't think they do they are not uh, yeah they're not part of right. NBC universal so
0: that's why the the nhl has to be done by the middle of july okay. because they can't go into cuz that's nbc yep, sn yep. um they can't go into the, uh into the olympic coverage i don't know when the nhl is going to start they're going back and forth they they wanted to start january the 1st but there's still no agreement and here we are in december and then they're not going to let anybody into the into canada so the Canadian teams, I think, are going to have to train down here. But never mind. Back to your point about the NBA. It does seem kind of odd that ready or not, here it comes after just finishing up uh, the way that they did. All right, so let's go to the bad beat from last night. Yeah, yeah. This, this was a... <sighs> if you're an Eagles fan, you, you got your Lombardi trophy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you never thought, to, well, you maybe... Look, the Eagles are a marquee franchise. Sooner or later, they were going to win one. They're not like the Winnipeg Jets, who will never win a cup. They're one of those franchises that will never, ever win. Um, Philadelphia was going to win, and they did win. But since then, Trent, Doug Peterson, those those decisions, those risks, those gambles, those plays that he... Um, it Seemingly, everything went right mm-hmm. that year, right? Everything went right. Some of the decisions he's making, Carson went Steve levy this he actually uttered these words after the first drive of the football game, where they went three and out, and I think they what was their first first down like four minutes and forty seconds left in the first half they finally moved the chains, but Steve Levy after the first drive, three and out, said, and unbelievably so and I'm paraphrasing the Seahawks never even had to make a tackle. <laughs> <laughs> they never had to make a tackle, and
2: the defense is leaving the field. I can't on... remember a team short of your Broncos on Sunday that didn't have a quarterback. Right, They had no chance to win the game. Four drives to begin the game. What was it? They have negative one yard through those four drives. Something asinine. Like it was as bad as you're going to see. Mm-hmm. And Carson Wentz was on his way that Super Bowl season before the injury right. to being the MVP of uh-huh. the league. Yep. We talk about drops, and Cam Newton had that one great year, the MVP season, yeah, takes it to the Super Bowl. And he hasn't been that same guy since, uh-uh. but he hasn't been this.
0: You know what, though? He hasn't been the same quarterback since he made the business decision not to fall
2: on the fumble in the right. Super Bowl. I mean, thank God he didn't yeah. as a Broncos fan, but clearly. I get it. We've seen guys take steps back. We've seen injuries derail careers. Uh-huh. But from those heights oh. to now... The worst quarterback this side of Chicago. Yeah, it's, I mean, who would you rather have, Trubisky or Wentz? It, it's at least a question, uh-huh. and I, I think you can maybe even make an argument. New spot. You take both those guys in a new spot. In fact, oh, they're both going to be in new spots. I think flip flop. Okay, put Wentz in Chicago with yeah. a new coach, and put Trubisky with Doug Peterson in Philadelphia. Because I do think, don't you have to get Peterson another year? Uh,
0: Yeah, but uh, that's it.
2: That's it, yes. Very shortly. Now,
0: I'm not sure the GM gets another year because some of those, Mm -hmm. Trent, that offensive line is old. Yeah. Those receivers are slow, no separation. The running game, I get that there's injuries, but that offense is absolutely inept. And here's the thing that people, well, maybe not overlooking, someone is going to win that division. And the Eagles are still in the hunt. They are. Dallas is still in the hunt. Still in the hunt. Washington has to be the favorite to win the division, right? Ooh, that's a good question. Let I me would see have if I can think,
2: find those odds for the
0: you. The odds to win the NFC East, is you've got a little extra money because you had the Eagles <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did. Trent, but you, the, you're saying that I stole money? No, it's it's if but if you if you bet the Seahawks last night, you have to be sick to your stomach. Yeah. That money was that money was in your bank account. That money was your home free. You never count that money before it's in there. But 12 seconds left. Now, a Hail Mary, okay, I guess technically it was. It was a 30-something yard pass. Mm -hmm. But then, so you make that, and you go for two to cut it to six, Okay, you get the onside kick, you're going to have to get a touchdown, then you're going to have to get the extra point. So analytically, I guess that was the right decision. But to have both of those things happen to you in a game where Philadelphia didn't belong on the same... Not like the Seahawks were great last night.
2: They weren't. But boy, oh boy, this is a bad Eagles team. Your division odds right now, the NFC East. Washington has to be favorite. Your betting favorite... The New York Football Giants without Daniel Jones at two to one. This is from DraftKings. Current, current. Washington is plus two ten. So the difference is not much. Yeah, yeah. very very tight yeah. there. Eagles are still plus two fifty five mm-hmm. to two, and the Cowboys at five to one. Even with that name, the Cowboys are they uh, have the, at five have to the one? Longest starts. It's crazy to win the NFC North. The uh, Packers are minus ten thousand. <laughs> Who's the second choice in that division? It is the Vikings. Yes, should 22 be twenty-two to one, uh, and the Bears twenty-eight to one. There, Eesh. about the NFC AFC, uh, West is no longer listed. Can't even get money no. As well, you shouldn't. No, uh, after what the Raiders did, uh, losing to the Falcons the way
0: that they did, I thought the Raiders were their arrow was pointing up, but that was a that was a bad loss. All right, the other news from this morning, we talked about this yesterday morning when we both felt. And look, it's hypocritical in a lot of ways on my part. Guilty hand up, I get it, and the criticism that, I mean, I don't think it'll come, but if you're thinking, well, you're kind of talking on both sides of your mouth here, Miller, because uh, I've been accused of being a, uh, what do you call him? a Corona bro? Oh, okay. Right? Um, I thought Iowa State should allow fans at Jack Trice Stadium. Mm-hmm. They made the decision today, uh, after numerous... Um, Consultations with, I'm guessing Story County. I am now apparently, as Dave Sprouse said yesterday, he thought that the governor had to get involved because this was, according to Dave, a governor's decision when he joined us yesterday. Because I, I we started that conversation with him. But uh, not only is Iowa State going to allow fifteen thousand fans to see their historical, and it is yes, uh, game against West Virginia. They are now, as of this weekend, going to allow thirteen hundred fans uh, in the building at Hilton
2: Coliseum. To see men's and women's basketball. So kind of that initial number that we'd originally heard. It was shut down for Sunday, not allowed Mm -hmm. Sunday. but And won't be allowed
0: Wednesday, but as of, I think there's games on the weekend, uh, they will allow fans 1,300 of them. So that aside, that's indoors. I get it. I think there's more of a risk there, but you know what? I I don't know the protocols that they're going to put in place. They're outside at Jack Trice Stadium in the Mm -hmm. middle of the afternoon. 15,000 fans are going to be there. As I said yesterday, I I hoped that they would uh, come around and allow fans to witness that. Um, it's unfortunate. Look, it's unfortunate for everybody, right? <laughs> Regardless, that uh, you're not going to have a packed stadium, you can't do that. But fifteen thousand fans spread out across Jack Trice Stadium, all of them being compliant, wearing masks. I don't think the uh, the South End Zone I, it hasn't been open, has it? That enclosed area. I don't. What do they call the Suck Up Center? Is yes, it, yeah. I, I am don't I remember that name,
2: Suko? Sue cup, Sue cup. Thank you. I don't believe I remember I, seeing
0: anybody. I in don't there. think. And if they are, they shouldn't do that. Yeah, uh, because that's the indoor. enclosed area, right? right? Because what are you going to do on a cold day? You're going to sit inside and watch it, right? Uh, you, you should have to watch outside, and it's a big stadium, and you can spread out. And I'm glad that they're going to do that. I, I think that, I think it makes sense. The numbers are coming down in Story County. I Heard that yesterday. Said that yesterday on the air. And I think that uh, this was the right decision. This was the right decision. I'm going to hold uh, my opinion on what's going on at Hilton until mm-hmm. I see how they you know, put the 13 fans, because that is indoors, after all. Um, football's not. Yeah, and, and the
2: separation that you can have at a big football stadium, mm-hmm. it is a lot different. I'm with you. And I, two things. What's this ticket price going to be? You're, you're an Iowa State fan. <laughs> you're season tickets. You have season tickets, but you were part of the cut. And, and you don't, who's
0: going to get them? That's the other thing.
2: Right. We know some of the people that will get them. Yes, we we know, do. we know the people that <laughs> donate at the levels that you need mm-hmm. to be able to get inside the building. But you're an average fan. And you got tickets, but that's it. You get the $99 Hillside seats. Yeah, that, that's right. part of your package. But you want to go. Uh-huh. And you go to StubHub. You go to SeatGeek. What's that ticket going to cost to get in the
0: building? For the, I mean, hundreds, clearly. I, that's a, you know what? That's something to watch as
2: the week goes on. $350,000? $500,000? I don't know. I'm, I think that that would be the case. Let's see. I got the Seeky Gap. I don't even know if it's listed. And, th- and that's the other piece here. Do these people have their tickets already that actually are going to get the $15,000? Good, good question. Good yep. question. Uh, my, my nephew, uh, he has tickets. He was part of the group that was able to get we tickets for the We work with a guy who's got tickets yes. to get in. Have they already been sent? Are they still waiting to find out? That's, I'm looking right now, and you get in for 104 bucks. Yeah, that'll change. That had to be... 104 bucks right now on SeatGeek. And you can actually buy them this second? Yes. Click on it right now. It's up in uh, up in one of the corners. Who but cares? Yeah, you're there. You're in the building. One hundred four bucks. That's uh, that's each. that surprises so, me. With fees, you're talking. I mean, two twenty five. You're that's, out of the door. That's, that surprises me. Yeah. Let, let's let's file this away and, right. and bring this up again on Friday. because this is just happening. Right. Yeah, and, and we're just, getting just came out this morning. Right. We're getting the official confirmation, and I'm going to guess that demand is going to increase a lot mm-hmm. in the biggest home football game. Yep. Jack Trice Stadium history, no doubt. Uh, for sure. I mean, two years ago today apparently was the Drake game.
0: <laughs> that, that, that's not on the same list. So between now and Friday, we are going to impose on all of our Big 12 voices mm-hmm. uh, to, to help preview. Matt Posts. I don't really think I finished the BMW Des Moines guest list. We got off somewhere. Um, bad beats. <laughs> bad beats. Good for you. <laughs> not, not, not good for everybody that had the Seahawks. Uh, John Camp on the Big Four. Matt Poston, Heartland College Sports. We will uh, talk, obviously, a lot of Iowa State, West Virginia with Matt Postons. He's very good on Big 12 hoops as well, so we'll pick his brain on that as we are underway. Zubin Mehente is with us uh, after a couple of weeks when it didn't work out that we could get Zubin on the program. Uh, well, one week, because I was gone the week before, and you, you had him. So, But uh, Zubin will be here uh, from ESPN Radio. We'll go around the world of sports with Zubin uh, coming up at 11.25. Look forward to doing that. Uh, as we catch up here this morning.
2: And away we go. Basketball is here. We get Texas-Indiana. Big 10, Big 12 matchup this afternoon. Kansas-Kentucky and Michigan mm-hmm. State and Duke. Duke. The Dukies. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I saw
0: Kansas play, God, one day. There were so many days of sports. So Drake-Kansas State was Wednesday? Yes, yeah, because right after we finished
2: up the show, yeah. Right,
0: and yep. 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know what day I watch Kansas. Uh, it was against Thanksgiving. Gonzaga. It, was against... in the, it was in the morning. Yes. It was before the football start. No, it wasn't, but it was in the morning. Um, I
2: wasn't impressed. New team, a lot of new faces. Uh-huh. They're going to be okay. That Zags team is so good. Oh, Jesus. They are offensively mm-hmm. great. We talked about it yesterday. That, that team, Oof. you like them already to win the national championship. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little premature, but... Yeah, you got to have a take, right? <laughs> yes, and, and that's yours. on The zags. I'm not. I'm still awaiting Kansas. Though yes, the string of consecutive regular season titles has been broken. Mm-hmm. I still think they're going to be there. Baylor is really, really good, and we'll see them tomorrow against Illinois, and that's appointment television. Shaka finally got a couple of guys to stick around. Speaking of which, did you see? Shaka? Have you seen Shaka Smart? Mm-mm. He's got hair. Oh, really? Well, I had the game on here yesterday. I guess as I was watching, I just. They never cut to him as I was looking up at the game. I didn't know who the guy was. Oh, really? I did. Honest to God, um, (laughs) I thought
0: somebody had put hair on him and Uh what do you call those? Whatever it is, Um, chopped him. (laughs) And put it on Twitter, but apparently it's him. Anyways, uh, ten twenty-five. We'll get John Bowen Camp in here at some point. I do want to get back to the NFL and kind of go ahead and look uh-huh. ahead uh, as to what's coming up here. It's going to be fascinating down the stretch. I think the Vikings are alive. Am I
2: crazy? No, not at all. We've been talking about this for a few weeks, and after but the then Cowboys after the lost,
0: the Cowboys lost.
2: Trent said, "But the Cardinals continue to take steps back. Mm-hmm. Kingsbury, he's not a good coach. Not a good head coach. He's an offensive mind." That Cardinals team, some of those losses that they've had here as of late are just huge head scratchers, yeah. and that seven seed is there for the taking mm-hmm. now. It looks like their schedule a lot more difficult than the Vikings. Vikings still got a couple of games that. Well, the yeah, Carolina they, game was very winnable. The Dallas game was very winnable. And
0: Atlanta didn't Atlanta beat them early in the yeah. season as well? Um, by the way, I, I thought the Denver Broncos hit a low point in my fandom yesterday with the, with the Broncos. Um, Drew Locke's mom. Took it upon herself to write a letter in defense of her baby boy. Oh, no. The quarterback, the professional quarterback
2: of the Denver Broncos to stick up for baby Drew. Um, Trent? Maybe they're angling for a Chunky Soup commercial. <laughs> I, I Was it Donovan McNabb and his mom? It was. There's been
0: a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, Drew Locke has
2: to be embarrassed, doesn't oh, he? Oh, there's no doubt. He'll but, never live this downtrend. No, but I think a lot of people have had these things. Had things happen, obviously you're not an NFL but quarterback. But you're a, one of 32 yes. starting quarterbacks and mommy's coming to your defense? I think going back to even college days, I, th- I think we all know roommate, buddy, that had parents, or mom, a dad that was like that, just overbearing. I think that's Drew Locke. I I don't think it's an indictment of Drew Locke. It's going to be embarrassing. He's going to get crap thrown at him all the time because of it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's anything that you have to internalize and say, it's over. (laughs) It's over because mommy's coming to his rescue. Do you think he really wanted that? No, of course he he didn't. Right, right. And that's what you get to. But now Drew Locke's going to have to come out and say that. Yeah,
0: just come on Mrs. Locke,
2: please what were you
0: thinking? He's a professional starting quarterback and he's coming I'm a Broncos hardcore fan. I think the NFL got it right. This is in no way com- uh, comparable at all to what went on with the Ravens. The Ravens have a there's 20 something cases. Mm-hmm. that's an outbreak. this is this is breaking protocols and how Elway? or Fangio or any decision-maker with that organization. There's four quarterbacks, Trent. Blake Bortles is never going to see the field ever. Mm -hmm. What he's doing with those other three is beyond head-scratch. Josh McCown has a job. Did you know that? He's a quarantine quarterback. He doesn't even have to be in the city. I think he's a Houston Texan. Really? He's a quarantine quarterback where if a situation happened to his team, mm-hmm. like happened to Denver, he jets in and plays quarterback.
2: It's a pretty good idea. There's
0: a bunch of teams that have yeah. that. We don't hear about it because,
2: you know... But my God, and that's what Bortles should have been, absolutely. And then them flaunting it on top of it, and Fangio was pissed. Yes, he was, and he called out his quarterback. He run. did after the loss on uh, look for the
0: first time. There was no way in hell that the Denver Broncos were going to beat New Orleans. You can go into most Sunday. We see the world the craziest results in football. Right, mm-hmm. it's sports. Look, Northwestern just laid an egg to Michigan State. Yeah. We see these periodic. We see them in the NFL. Dallas beat the Vikings. And you saw Dallas against Washington on Thanksgiving. The Falcons just beat the
2: Raiders forty three to six. Crushed
0: them. For the first time maybe ever. Denver had no chance to win that football game on Sunday. And it's their own fault. Ten thirty, John Bow and Cam next, Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO
1: 106.com. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. 10.35
0: 10.35 on a Tuesday edition. Still to come, Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. We'll do some Big 12 conversation. A lot of West Virginia-Iowa State talk all week long here uh, on the program. It's just a huge game. 15,000 fans in Jack Trice Stadium will be allowed. StubHub, I just got a text sent to me, Trent. StubHub's mm-hmm. got tickets in the lower bowl Looks like two hundred and sixteen dollars will get you lower corners at this point, uh, but we'll watch the t- those tickets. I have a feeling go up as the oh, yeah. uh, as the week goes on. Uh, anyways, let's get to our friend John Bowen Camp, dot com. He's stringing for the AP amongst others. I read his piece, actually a WHO. They picked up the AP <laughs> column uh, from the. Uh, I'm
1: everywhere. You were
0: Nebraska Iowa coverage on whootv.com. Uh, John Bowen Camp opined on it. John Trenton Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. How you guys doing?
0: Doing well. Well, uh, you know, basketball in a second. Want to talk about the four in-state schools, at least to what sure. we think we know, uh, a week into the regular season. But uh, uh, just back to the uh, Iowa Nebraska game. Look, this this defense for Iowa, not telling you anything you don't know. They're salty. Um, this team is going to go as far, maybe, or is this uh, is that unfair that uh, Spencer Petrus takes them? Um, still some games to be played. We don't know where they're going to end up or what's going to happen above them. But for them to maybe to get to where they should uh, to reach their full potential, the quarterback needs to up his game a little bit?
1: I think he does a little bit. At the very least, don't make mistakes. Don't have the pass like you had the other day. Don't you know? Don't turn the ball over if you can. If you can manage the game, you you this team is in a really good position to win. Um, If you make a lot of mistakes, if if you if you you know continue to overthrow receivers, you know, or or continue to have that that speed on the ball that you know maybe you need that change up as somebody said. Um, You know, if if you can manage the game, you, you put this team in a really good place. If you make mistakes that 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 forces that defense to go out and and keep putting out fires and all that and and, and this defense can do it, don't get me wrong, but you don't want to have to keep putting them in the position to do that. So to me, down the stretch here, he just has to manage the game. You know, be responsible. This team can run the ball. We found that out. I mean, we again, we found that out on last Friday. This team has a really good defense. Just don't, just don't mess this up. It's the best way. I think is the best way to to put it at this point.
2: You know, after this season, if we don't see big progression out of Petras, we've talked about open competition, giving Hogan, giving Padilla more of a shot come spring. Another avenue here with this crazy year, an open year for basically everybody. There's already a ton of guys that are in the transfer portal, and I think you're going to see a lot more of that. Could you see Iowa get involved with a grad transfer, just a transfer quarterback in some realm, add more competition, somebody that would be available for the spring? It's not waters that Kirk has gone into before, but in a season like this and the progression we've seen from Petrus, is that an avenue you think they would look?
1: I, I don't know. because, and I think part of the problem is because if you're a grad transfer do you want, if, if all you've got is one year left, do you want to come somewhere where you may not play, where you may not win the job? When you, then there's already three guys there that could be competing for the job. So you might not be able to find somebody. Um, but I do think there is going to be a look at the future. I mean, when, when you get back into a normal routine of 15 spring practices mm-hmm. and then the summer and, you know, next August and all that. And I do think that, You know, I think this year is, okay, let's see what we've got here. Now let's see what we can do, you know, down the road with, with this group of quarterbacks. And so I do think, I do think there is going to be a competition in the spring. I do think that, that there's, they're going to take a long look at all three of them. I mean, I think this was, this was an unusual season to begin with. You you want to see what you can do. And again, if either one of those guys were, were ready at this point and, and could play, I think they're in there. You know, if if I mean that that's always one of the things, but I do think that that next spring, when once you get back into the normal routine of of, of spring practice and summer, whatever, I think you're going to see this this competition kind of open up a little bit to see who can be the starter.
0: Let's get to college basketball with uh, John Camp. He joins the program, iowacollegehoops.com. I haven't seen Iowa State. I finally got the app. I will tomorrow. But I did see Drake and K-State the day before Christmas. Uh, Drake, I I didn't see their second game, John. But you know what? Uh, DeVries has this team again off to a pretty good start, and they got some guys, and Sturts. is, uh, I, I mean, I like the way he's still coming from off the bench. I think they're utilizing Rell. Drake is off to a good start at two and zero. Have you seen the Bulldogs? And if so, your takeaway from the doggies so far?
1: I didn't get a chance to watch him last, last Wednesday because I had my, you know, I was covering to Iowa. But I mean, that's still; those are two good wins for them. I mean, you go down there and and I mean you 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 beat a Big Twelve team on their home court, and I mean that that's a big deal this this early in the season. I mean, I, I think right now, and, and, I, and, I, and I will say, Liz, I'm sure we'll talk about you and I here at some point, I think you, you, you really want to value the wins you get at this point. So for them to go down there and get two wins yeah. and play well mm-hmm. and, and, and do the things you need, and you, I mean, I to, you, you beat a Power 5 team on their home court, that gives you a lot of confidence now moving forward. And and I think you you, you bank these wins and, and you take a lot out of them and, and and so for them I thought this was this was a wonderful start for them I mean, especially this early in the year when when everything's so unpredictable to go down there and get two wins like that I thought that was that was great for them.
2: The other side of the MVC is what happened to you and I playing without Trey Burho, Trey Burho. There you go, one of the best right. shooters in the country. To go zero and three though, I mean it, it puts them so far behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. They almost have to be perfect from here on out if they don't get it done at Arch Madness, which is crazy to think, as we sit on December 1st. But mm. that's the reality, your takeaway from the Panthers' 0-3 start.
1: All right. I mean, I, I was surprised by that. I thought they would go up there. I thought, you know, even even without Burrell, I thought they would they would get at least a win, maybe two. Mm-hmm. You know, just the kind of way. Because, I mean, the, I, I thought this was this is still a really talented team. And for them to go 0 3, I mean, I I think that hurt a little bit, and I and I think that it makes you now it gives a little bit of a sense of urgency to December with the games that you've got to play. And I mean, you know, they added you know they've added a couple of non division one you know home games here in December, and that's you know those are, those are going to be good tune up games for them. But some of, you know now all the rest of these games they play, you've got to go out and win them. You can't lose. You've got to go on the road and. Beat some of these teams that you're playing, and, and you get, you've got to do these things. So you didn't want to start zero and three. I think you know at the very least you want to get one win up there. But you know to not get one, I mean, yeah, it really does put some, a lot of pressure on them now for the rest of the season. And then once you get into Valley Play, which is going to be has its own sense of weirdness because you're going to be playing back to back against the same team,
0: yeah. you know,
1: either on their court or on your court. So. You know, it it puts you in a bad situation this early in the
0: year, I think. Yeah, no doubt. My biggest takeaway, Trent, last year we talked about Noah Carter periodically, (laughs) right? He had a huge game. And how about Bowen Bourne? I mean, you saw him in high school a bunch. Training. He can score. He can score. He's just he's a little guy right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you when you're out there amongst some of those
2: guys that he's playing against. And there's gonna be issues defensively because of that. Sure. That's gonna show up at times. But he can fill it up. Yes, he can.
1: You know, Jake was really excited about all those those young guys. And I mean, in past years, you know, you probably don't play them this year. You let mm-hmm. them sit out you're and right. grow and whatever else. This year when it when it's a free year, it's like okay, let's see what they've got. And and, and I thought again, I thought you've got good things out of them this early in the season. That maybe is a good sign moving forward, but I, like I said, I, I think they just put themselves in a bad
2: spot. Let's talk about the now number 3 ranked Iowa mm-hmm. Hawkeye basketball team. The AP poll came out yesterday. It's the highest they've been since, what, 2016 when they made that run. We know what happened afterwards to was they, they had another free and fade during that season, but we're not here to talk about the past. Let's talk about the present. Iowa, Garza doing his thing. and Who said that?
0: Was that Palmero or... Remember the the hearing? Yeah,
2: right, we're right. not here to
1: talk about. Was it, it McGuire? Might Palmeira. have been. I don't it was, was McGuire. Was it? Okay, <laughs> I have to go back and look. It was one of those. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead.
2: <laughs> not here to talk about the past, mode Camp. Let's talk about yeah. Iowa, though. Western Illinois, you'll get your leatherneck Hawkeye game. I know you love those. But yep. after that, it's North Carolina. It's Iowa State. The Gonzaga game on the horizon. Mm. Just an overview of this squad. A couple of games in. I
1: you know, I thought they played well in both games. I thought the second half on Friday was a little lackluster, and and Fran really let them have it in a couple of timeouts. And then after the game, Luca Garza said what well, he said that like you know we you know we can't play this way. We've got to you know we've got to be better. We've got we can't be get comfortable in games. We've got to keep rebounding. We got to keep doing the things we do. I thought that was a good sign. I mean, I thought that was I, I mean a lot of times in these especially in these early games, even in this kind of season. These early games, you get kind of stagnant. You're like, oh, okay, we won. We're going to move on next one. But they were really unhappy with how they played in the second half. I thought that was a good sign, and I thought, you know, hearing Luka Garza speak up like that after the game, and I wrote about that yesterday, was was really a good sign for this team. But I I thought they did a lot of good things, and it it, you're going to see now the progression of of down the road. Now, now Bohannon's, you know, getting back in the rhythm of playing. You no, know, Camp had a pretty good game on on Friday after mm-hmm. having foul trouble on Wednesday. Yep. I I thought they did a lot of good things in those two games. Um, you know, Thursday night's gonna be a little unpredictable. I mean, I think they. I mean, they'll win that game, but Western Illinois hasn't played a game and has an entirely new roster, so you don't have a scouting report on. So this is a test for them. You know, I think in that sense of of you know taking care of your business, you don't know about anything about the other team. That, you know, that has, they've, they've recruited, Western Illinois has recruited a lot of experienced guys that have played together. So, you know, it's not, but again, you don't know anything about them. So for, for Iowa, this is a big game for them this week because I think it's how do you take care of yourself? And how do you move on from that second half of Friday?
0: You know what? Uh, maybe my biggest takeaway so far, well, they're still not playing defense uh, mm. at the level they need to be. But 22, Patrick McCaffrey. Uh, he's McCaffrey. Uh, he's got a little attitude to him. I saw him in his, maybe one of his first minutes on the floor uh, in, in game number one. He's, you know, he's fighting for a basketball. He's pushing a guy, giving a little nudge out of the way. So he's yeah. got an attitude to him. He's a player. Um I'm anxious to watch his development, John Bowenkamp.
1: He's he's a player and he's strong he's stronger now mm-hmm. than I mean what what we saw early last year when he played. I mean he's put on some weight, he's bulked up a little bit, and you can see there's there's a lot of athletic ability in in him getting to the rim and that sort of thing. Keegan Murray, too. I mean mm-hmm. I mean, had a wonderful first two games. That this was a guy that I mean, if if you would have looked at that roster in a normal year, you would have think, okay, both Murrays are going to redshirt right. these guys. Get And he came in and played really well off the bench, and that was a good sign. I think it's a sign that this team is pretty deep, and you can use some guys that maybe you, weren't going to, you didn't think about using early in the year. So, so now you, you can see what they've got. And, again, I, I thought those two really did good things off the bench the other day, and I think they're going to be really big contributors now as you get into some of these tougher games in the next few weeks.
2: How different is this team going to look when Jack Nunge is back with the squad? Is he strictly a backup to Garza? Are they going to try to play them a lot together? How do you imagine uh, this team is going to look with Nunge back?
1: I think I think it's definitely going to help. I mean I I mean it's it's I mean you you feel really bad for what he's gone through here in in the last you know week or so, and you know you want to kind of ease him back in, but I do think he is going to make a big difference because he's got the size that that he can kind of fill in, you know, give Garza a little bit of rest in some of these games that that maybe you couldn't do here the first couple, but at the same time, he can also step out and shoot the three. So that adds another dimension to this offense that if you you put a 6'11 guy in the court like Garza in the sense of that he can step out and shoot the three, that really makes a lot of matchup problems for teams. So I, I think getting him back, Getting him back in the rhythm of playing, I think he's he's going to be really effective once we get later into the month. Here.
0: Um, Scott Dockerman just tweeted this out: Big Ten dot org. They're, they're calling it Championship Week, the nineteenth of December when all the crossover. Mm-hmm. Apparently, whoever I was going to play, it's going to be a Kinnick. Oh, really? That's what's listed really? here. At yeah, I was. I mean, they're the only one that I'm looking at it right now. Um well, we we know where the championship is going to be, Indianapolis. Bring on as, the Buckeyes! Looks like the Hawks, <laughs> right? Mate? Well, we'll we'll see if that's uh, if that plays out. John Bowen Camp, John, uh, thank you for coming on iowacollegehoops.com, dot a- com. AP, uh, he's he's wearing a lot of hats. You can read him a lot of places. Wearing a lot of hats these days. Good stuff, John. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. Appreciate you coming on. All right, thanks. Have a good one. Yep, you do see the you. same, John Bowen Camp. On uh, the on uh, the Big Four. more and I Iowa State once we see them. Right. <laughs> You're right.
2: I mean, I, Like I said, I listened to it m- mm-hmm. most of the game on Sunday. That was Eric, that was John, and, yep. and their interpretation. Darlington Stone? Yeah, you like him, Dubar, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Energy guy? Mm-hmm. Maybe not skillsy at this point, but... Tyler Harris is. Tyler Harris is a good yes, player. He can fill it up. Yeah. And, and what they're going to look like when they get Trey Jackson back... I really liked moments of him a year ago during his freshman campaign and I think there's a lot of hope there I get I like the pieces last year and even after the loss to Halbert I thought they were going to be better than what they turned out to be a 20 loss season still with the pieces that were there got to be better inside is Condit he only played 13 minutes that surprised me is it just not going cl- to? We see know. this a lot with big guys. And boy, you, you see an alley-oop and you see mm-hmm. a rebound. but whoa, whoa. Yeah, and he, it just never completely clicks. I was surprised for in three minutes. It, yeah, you don't want that to trend that direction. And Foster didn't get into the game,
0: I think, until like under nine minutes left in the basketball game.
2: But he was coming off injury. So. Oh, was yeah. he okay? Yeah, so that, that's the piece there. He's gotcha. still working himself Conditioning back in the game.
0: Wise, yep. Interesting. Um, we will come back. You know, Andrew Downs had, uh, tweeted something yesterday. Look, we knew December 19th is crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know, I think he may, I think he's right. It this might be. Look at this is what we this is what we're setting up for. If we get Iowa and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. If we get Oklahoma and Iowa State. Gonzaga number 1, Iowa number 3, and maybe number 2 at that and point. And maybe number 2. This would, December 19th, the single greatest day in the history of Iowa sports. I'll sign up for that. I mean, what else could it be? It's not a whole lot there. Clones playing for a Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. Ohio State-Iowa, possibly. With Ohio State needing to win to get into the football
2: playoff, you would think. And one versus three in an early season hoop game? Okay. Think it if there's been an NCAA tournament where you know, both teams were playing at the same day even in a sweet 60 you'd have yeah. to go back a long time. I don't
0: think that that's their
2: trend. You know, there was that time in the 80s where they are both in Minneapolis playing in the regional up there. But, I mean, but just, football's are in spring practice at <laughs> that point. Yeah. There's not a whole lot there. Right. When you put those two together, yes. probably not anything close. I don't think so. I think AD is
0: right on the money. Ten minutes before eleven, Miller and Condon till noon. Uh we will talk to Matt Postens to lead off hour number two. He writes for Heartland College Sports, which is a Big Twelve website. If you're a fan of the clones or any team in the Big Twelve, Heartland College Sports has everything you need. We will talk with him and then Zuba Mahente. Trent and I will go around the world of sports at eleven twenty-five. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports station, 1460 KXNO 106.org Alright, welcome back. Millery Condon. Final couple of minutes here. Hour number one.
2: Busy hour number two still to come. We want to do our cut of the day? Yeah, our audio cut of the day each and every day on Miller & Condon. It's brought to you by the Urology Center of Iowa. You can set up your vasectomy appointment today. 515-400-3550. 400-3550. The Urology Center of Iowa. Online, iowauro.com And pretty easy one for me. The backdoor cover? The backdoor cover. Let's hear it last night. From
1: ESPN. Kind of season. Final 20 seconds. Here's Wentz. Why not? (laughs) Deep ball in the end zone, and it is caught, caught for the touchdown. Richard Rodgers had it all the way. But they weren't down. 23-15. I've attempted the most two-point conversions in the NFL. 14 on the season. And a lane opens up nicely for Miles Sanders, who strolls in for two. Uh, came here and they handled their business. Just
2: uh. no, no conversation at all. Now I know Van Pelt talked about it. Well, that had—I would think. I mean, that's a perfect lead into yes. his show and what they do and what they talk about. But even in that instance, I don't know if Gracie's a gambler. I don't know if Louis Riddick is a gambler. They ha- somebody had to have. Known. Doesn't a producer have to be in the air? Al Michaels would have been all oh, over absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Musburger back in the day. We know plenty <laughs> of guys like that, but My guys in the desert. Why was I watching that game at that point? It was one we were only one reason, Trent. That was it. Right. So who's still watching at that time? Play to your audience. Mm-hmm. Play to your audience and they just the NFL, twenty five states now. We're we're halfway through the country, now Ohio has yeah, legalized Michigan sports joins wavering. the party this month, I think. Is that what it is? I think they just got approval. Oh, as we're getting deeper and deeper into this the conversation wow. needs to become more and more, I think, part of the lexicon. Trent, and, and, and what, a, what a change over, and not too many
0: years, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you couldn't talk about this. We used to bring up point spreads 20 years ago on the show, 25 years ago and whatever it was, and people weren't pleased. Yeah. This has no, that's, that's no business on the radio. <laughs> well, it does on that show. <laughs> We were ahead of our... Well, one of us was. Anyways, um, one of us is still here. 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.